Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Yay, welcome. This is Gemma, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. So uh, last night, we had a great meeting, and it was all about like activating the powerful inner child within. We've talked about this before, but it's amazing because everyone had this, has this within them. Everyone has a dumbed-down uh, version of their inner child. And what is this blocking? It's blocking the imagination. It's blocking the dreaming beyond what is possible, uh, which is, in other words, creating beyond what is impossible. It's just blocking all of that. So <clears throat> I love that we can bring awareness to this so that we can... <laughs> I've got massive squirrel action, bird action, all sorts of cool things happening outside the window. I mean, that's the beauty of being like three stories up in a tree is you got all of this liveliness. Um, so this is not going to be a long podcast today because I have to get Bella to her daddy's. Um, she's uh, going to her daddy's for a couple days. Very exciting. But uh, yesterday we had this great example of what the inner child does. And it's like this amazing superhero power that comes from leaping into the unknown. And Bella literally did that yesterday in the lake. It is, um, it was April 6th yesterday and Bella jumped off the dock into a lake that literally a month ago was frozen solid. Uh, someone was ice skating maybe a month and a half ago, a month ago, a month and a half ago, it was frozen and we had an ice skater on the lake. So, um, I may have included a picture of that on one of my podcasts. I'm not sure, but Bella was swimming and the first attempt, the first leap into the water, <clears throat> she was shocked by the temperature, but she, it was her first time in the lake. And let me tell you, she was more than exploring temperature. She was exploring like, did it feel comfortable to her? Like, was, was it clean? Was it, um, did it have plants in it? What, you know, what was it about? She was exploring all of that, whether she was conscious of it or not. And <clears throat> she was amazing. So she started to freak out. And <clears throat> um, I think what it was is her skin was prickling because the blood was rushing to her skin. Uh, her body was very high functioning. <laughs> and she had this reaction where the blood just ripped through her. It looked, she looked like a lobster. And uh, she got out really, she didn't stay too long the first time, she was freaking out. She got out, we dried her off. It was a warm, warm sun. She laid down in the sun and warmed up again. And then she got excited and she wanted to go back. And I know that feeling. And this is so crazy because I went to a place called Tobermory up in Canada. And uh, Steve and I and my brothers, we just were so hot. It was like 85 degrees, but it was so hot. And we were like, we have to go cool off. And we followed the locals 
up the road and off the road into um because our car was parked for um getting on a car ferry to go across to i don't know if it was st lucie or something like that in michigan so we um followed the locals with their towels and followed them and then there was a trail off of the the little road and it just popped out on these rocks on the water and so we followed them and got to this water and it was like i think it was lake superior i could be wrong but i think it was lake superior and we saw people jumping in and swimming and we we're like yay and steve and martin went first and they leaped off the rocks and the water was crystal clear it was so bizarre you could see straight to the bottom for like i don't know 60 feet 100 feet you could see clear to the bottom. It was amazing. And that's how cold it was. Nothing was growing in the water. No algae, nothing like that. And um, they jumped in and they came up screaming. It was so cold. And then they got out. And then it's like they had to do it again. And then they tricked my brother. And well, then they got in again. And it was like Bella, the second time she got in, she just stayed. She like acclimated to it. So they got in again, they acclimated. So then they're like, we're going to trick Timothy because he wasn't there yet. My brother Timothy was like, I don't know, 10 years old or 11 years old. And so they were like, let's just tell him how wonderful it is and to come in and, and oh, it's so awesome. And so they did to see what he would do. And he was like, oh my God, it was so cold. <clears throat> I got in and then I got out and I got in again. And, and it takes that second time to acclimate. And it was like the most surreal, wonderful experience. Cause I've always felt like I could live underwater. I've always felt like I was flying when I was in water. And you could see forever underwater even. And so when I went underwater and I looked around, I could see people below me and it looked like they were flying. I mean, it was just like amazing. And <clears throat> there were sturgeon fish that were far away from us, but we could see them and they were huge. So it was, it was so magical. And so I was reliving that yesterday with Bella in the lake and watching her and she was so excited and she was having a blast and she was swimming all over the place and she was in a bikini it wasn't like she was wearing a you know mink coat in a lake she was just like having a blast and the second time she got out she wasn't red it was like she her body had like acclimated and it was on point and i just was so happy i was so happy and i can't wait to go swimming with bella i forget what i was doing yesterday that i didn't go swimming with her but I'm seeing that swimming for us is going to be a regimen like of pleasure. It's going to be a daily thing. And Bella was just such a natural. So <clears throat> how do we bring the things that bring us pleasure back into our lives? And why do we do it? Well, we do it because it reminds us that <clears throat> pleasure, pleasure is part of being a child. Pleasure and fun and joy and laughter and singing and dancing, these are all parts of being a children. Curiosity, exploration, adventure. And we've numbed out on these and we've decided they're not important or they're not part of my lifestyle or they're not part of my job. But the reality is that these are the things that feed the soul. So how are you doing this today? Like what are you doing today that feeds your soul? Like I love reading a book and a, reading a book is an adventure to me. I'm living in another world, another person, another like crazy, wonderful, fun things. Um, and nature and gardening and these are ways to explore. Like, you know, I've, I found new bugs before. Like, I mean, they weren't brand new to the world, but they were like never seen in my entire lifetime, never heard of in my entire lifetime. And I'm not exactly a 
a closet case when it comes to bugs and I found a velvet ant one time. A velvet ant. Have you ever even heard of that? It was like I had to look it up. Actually, I think it was a velvet wasp. It looked like an ant. It was wingless, so that's why I thought it was an ant. And when I looked it up, it was a velvet wasp and they live in the ground. And I wanted to hold it so bad because it looked like a piece of jewelry. It was so beautiful and shocking at the same time. It was a shocking sight to see a velvet red, I mean, bread, blood red ant. And um, it was just so beautiful. But um, it turns out I was smart not to pick it up. It was a wasp and it could sting most likely. Uh, <laughs> anything red, right? Don't touch it. Um, but these are the things that we have forgotten. We've forgotten how to just look around us for the sake of looking, stop labeling, stop judging, stop uh, all the, the preconceived notions and beliefs, rationalizations, put those all aside and just explore, uh, explore the new. Like I used to climb the tree in my backyard all the time and we could see over the I don't know if it was a six foot wall or an eight foot wall. We had this huge wall in the backyard. This is LA. Everyone's got a stone wall around their backyards. And we could see over it if we got on top of the tree and we could see actually over the highway or the major road nearby. And we could see to this place called Alpine Village, which we didn't get to go to very often. It wasn't for kids. It was like a, a beer village or something with boutiques and shopping and stuff. And maybe it was made out to be family friendly. Um, we would go there sometimes when we had company, but it wasn't someplace my family went on a regular basis, but it was magical looking. It looked like a village, like a, a Smurf village or something. It had this Alpine look to it and everything was, was cutified. It was very cool. Um, I'm curious if it's still standing there. I am wondering, but uh, we lived in a cul-de-sac, like a double cul-de-sac there. And, you know, kids weren't just like, I don't know. It was just like being up in a tree was magic. And something I know is that there was a lot of spiders in a tree, but we shared the space. I remember that very clearly that we shared the space together. Like I respected them. I don't know if I accidentally killed some getting up in a tree, but the tree had perfect limbs for climbing like a staircase. You never felt like you would fall out. And it always had leaves because it was LA and uh, there's no winter in LA. So the tree always had leaves. And it was just super fun. So I think it's it's time like to open ourselves to the possibility of super fun. What would be super fun today? What would be different? These are the things we leaped out of bed for in the morning when we were kids, and we're not doing that now. Now it's like an alarm and dragging ourselves out and having to have coffee and having to have a shower before we can get lucid. So this is, yeah, this is a, a good time to be considering that there's other ways to live besides the programs that we've been taught, besides the beliefs and judgments we've been taught. And, uh, and just, if, if it's not like something you feel other people would get, then don't tell them. Do it for you. Don't do it for other people. Don't feel the need that you have to have a partner to do it, because you don't. Or your partner could be your dog. I mean, my pup loves adventures. He loves to get out and do childlike things. He just loves, he loves to play on the floor. I play on the floor with him. Whew. And I had this incredible dream last night. Incredible dream. So I'm dreaming more. So maybe all of this is tied together. And maybe playing is really just the next, the next thing. Let's play more. And 
maybe the play will then take the place of the gym, you know, and maybe um, adventure will take the place of, of numbing out in front of the TV. I don't know. There's some beautiful birds, like white egrets right now, flying by against a dark sky because it looks like it's going to rain, and they're just glowing against the purple sky. It's amazing. So anyway, I'm keeping this short today. I got to get Bella out the door. I am sending you so much love and so much encouragement. Be a kid today. Find something fun to do. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.